Your it's me, good looking Lee. This is the Thank Me Later podcast. Um, it's been a, a a hectic week. I met a lot of uh listeners and new potential. I ain't gonna say friends. Y'all know I don't like y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I met a lot of people though, and uh, I appreciate the love that y'all showed to me. You know what I'm saying? I really respect it. Uh, today I have a guest. Uh, introduce yourself. Say what's up to the people. Hey, hey, my name is Ron. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit obsessed with this applause yeah, thing. Can yeah. that can can I just play that anywhere I go? Yeah, of that, course. Like needs to be a thing that follows me. You know what I'm saying? It does. But when you play it, you gotta say, you know, shout the good looking Lee. Yeah, you know, good looking Lee all day. Exactly. All day. So what's up, Ron? First and foremost, thank you for coming because I know you here for like what a few hours <laughs> advance. Yeah. I'm just hours. grateful you're having me. Yeah, of course, man. A lot of people want to say that, and you get to say it, so you blessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, so remind me, remind everyone, what what is it that you do? I know you you have like a festival or something like it. That's what I call it in my yeah. head. It's a yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, I have a queer marketplace that I run out of Brooklyn called the Brooklyn Queer Flea, oh. and it's uh, it originated as a platform for a queer artists to demonstrate their art and showcase their art in a space where they are. Fans can also feel comfortable meeting them and buying their merch uh, uh, firsthand rather than like through online spaces. Um, and it's right now featuring like featuring the specific types of artists I work with. I, I work a lot with like uh, I'm talking right now to an author about potentially having their books in our space and also potentially doing readings in our space. And we have caricature artists and we have um, a bunch of really cool stuff we even had a yoga space come through and do like demos with oh, our that's folks dope. so that's we're dope. you know we're trying to do really cool and innovative things with the flea market space so how how do you even get into that like wh- how you don't just wake up and say listen i want to own a flea market <laughs> like, that's just not normal it's not it's not that <laughs> it I, might be <laughs> i don't that's know that's fair no i don't know <laughs> no no it's like it's it wasn't it it was sort of one of those things where like i it wasn't that I woke up one day and was like, oh, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I was working with two friends, uh, what's up Rooney, what's up Angus. Um, and we founded this together. It was something that, it was an idea I had, it was a passion I had. I'm from Southern California, indoor flea markets, indoor swap meets, that was just like always a thing, it was a part of our culture. And it was something that I didn't see a lot of here. Um, and the flea market space also is very like, uh, it's just not very like queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that there was a space that was entirely for queer artists especially in the political climate we're in, stuff like that. It just if it's more important now than ever. You mentioned something to me in the email about uh, visibility on social media. What well, what exactly is that? No, I mean it's just that like visibility has always been a thing. I'm really interested in creating spaces and making sure that like I grew up in a time where like people like me didn't exist in media and I was very much raised by media. You know what I mean? That is our generation. We, yeah. I was a latchkey kid. I have a maternal relationship with my television. I like literally sleep every night with my television on because oh, like too. it comforts me to have that noise on in the background. Yo, that's a real fact. I don't be watching <laughs> TV, but I listen to it. Yeah, really? I, don't really, I, don't, I listen to like Netflix shows and stuff, but people think that's weird to me and I'll be like, I don't know, I can't sleep without it. <laughs> I don't know, it's like that. Oh, that's what's up, because I no. thought I was weird. <laughs> no, not at all. Weird that's... ain't always bad. We try to tell people that. <laughs> it's queer, you know? You that's know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, so is it is it important for you, for, for people to know that, like, I'm trying to see how I word this. Is it important for, for you 
for people to know your sexuality? Is that is that like a thing? No, it's so I lead with the queer thing, not because it's important that people know that I'm, you know, outside of the reg in right. terms of like my sexual life. But right. it's important to me to remind people that we're here, we're present, we're a part of the community, that queer people exist. And right now there's a real attack happening on the queer on queer people globally. Right. And that's something I'm actively uh, working on both with like activist groups, but also like personally, there are things that we do in our everyday lives that are political. And right. sometimes I really do believe this in college. I was, I was one of those college activists. Um, oh, word. <laughs> and well, that's dope. I was a college dickhead, boy. Yeah. I was an ass on everybody. <laughs> I was that athlete that was so good that it was just like, why are you talking to me, man? I am obsessed. I stand. <laughs> no, the, 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 there was some, I was at a conference once where someone said that my existence is political. Like mm -hmm. the fact that I exist is right. political and I very much value that and I carry that with me to this day. Um, I am queer, sure. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is political. I'm also a queer person of color. And right. so like I'm also, I come from a very modest background and I care very much about issues that impact those communities and it's important for me to remind people that like there are people who experience that intersectionality, who live that intersectionality, who are a part of our community. They exist, and it's not one or the other. Right. You don't have to be a queer first and a person of color second. You can be both of those things at the same time. Right. And right. I think uh, those two things often feel at conflict, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's not something that... I it's think that's something that's we taught should, to us a lot. Exactly. We're conditioned to feel that way, and I don't think we, we should be. Yeah, you're right. Damn, I hate when people come in here making points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll stop uh, immediately. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> nah, that that is uh, I think that that's really cool. Um, so how did I didn't even ask you? I'm sorry. I apologize. How was your week? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm nice I'm, like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having maybe one of the best weeks I've had in a really long time. That's amazing. Feels you, good, don't it? <laughs> for those who are listening who don't live in New York City, like. What you don't know about the city is that it can be very love. It's like a it's like a sour patch kid. It can be real right. real nice to you, and then it it's got it's it can sometimes kick your ass. Oh, and yeah, this is a I'm coming out of a period of time where I felt very bogged down by the city. Right, right. But uh, she's on her glow up. She's coming up. Oh, she's coming course. back. Listen, you know, those who stay down got to come up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, yeah, it, like, you I'm gotta come up. Yeah, because it's like. You can't do nothing else with me. Like I always tell people, the universe has. You can't do nothing else with me. Like you tore my character. You, you beat me. You bended me. You, you realize I couldn't be broken. Ain't nothing you could do but let me win. Right. You know exactly. So you know it's good thing you stuck it out. That's good. You had a great week. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. You know I'm. I'm for the people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying good looking Lee is for the people. Um, I know. Uh. I forgot how me no, I remember how you and I connected. It was via email. Uh what what made you want to like first I, I wanna say what made you want to talk to me, but I understand you was looking for like a show that, you know, would let you showcase what it is that you're doing. Um, why did you feel like right now was the perfect time for you to start showcasing? 'Cause I'm I'm sure, you know, the flea market was doing amazing. I'm sure it's bigger than just the flea market. What what exactly are you here? to represent besides queer people, besides people of color, you know? What's your mission statement? My personal mission statement is to affect change and to create an impact. I have been through things in my life. 
I was I was a fuckhead for a really long time. Me too. And I was <laughs> Me too. I, we relate on that on oh, that of level. Course. And I uh it it wasn't like I woke up one day and everything magically changed. I experienced some things and I was reminded that like I don't have a lot of time to waste that not every day is guaranteed that you have to use the time you have to make your impact and the last few years for me have been about me doing that and reminding people not just like that I'm here and that I have a story or whatever for me it's a lot about like what am I leaving behind what am I what am That's deep. I just uh, became an uncle uh, very Congrats. recently thank you Congratulations. Um, and I'm now thinking about like all of the things that my nieces and nephews are gonna think of me, right? And like, mm-hmm. as they grow up, what are they gonna know that I contributed to them? Right. I want them to know they were thought of. I want them to know that they were cared for. And I want them to know that like, what I'm doing is so that hopefully they'll live in a world that's better than the one I grew up in. Mm-hmm. That they'll experience things differently than I did. And that's my personal mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- You go on about it in a great way. I appreciate that. Yeah, you go on about I mean, it honestly, way. you, this also relates sort of to the question you had earlier about visibility. I, The reason that's important to me, the reason why all of this is really important to me is that like, I, f- I spent a lot of time walking around with a chip on my shoulder and feeling like I was owed something. And I realized that you're owed nothing. You have to claim the space that you're given. That's that's real, because I be telling people that, I be telling you that today's Mother's Day, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the queens taking care of their kids, you know what I'm saying? Yes, queens, okay. Yeah, of course, of course, you know what I'm saying? I was raised by a few of them, you know what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to my my queen, you know what I'm saying? Look at me, my mom made it, you know what I'm saying? If heaven had an iPhone, girl, you would see the skin glowing. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm never shouting out you bitches that's dropping off your kids at your grandmother's house, you know what I'm saying? You bitches is evil. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, 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 them bitches is evil. But it's crazy that you said that because I always say that shit, like, because I was one of those children who had the chip on my shoulder and was like, you know, like, well... Well, my one of my parents, my my daddy don't care. So what's so special about you? Don't nobody owe you shit because you're missing a parent. It happens. It it sucks, but it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it took me a very long time. I just I think I just got over it maybe a year or two ago. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like, don't nobody owe me shit. I ain't special because I only had one parent. Yeah. That don't make that don't mean nothing. Yeah. I I'm not even special because it was times I ain't have no parents. It it don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of the story, you know what I'm saying? And for me, I believe that adversity builds character. So for I'm sure. really, really glad that you said that. And I think that that's, that's a real amazing aspect, angle to have. You I, know what I'm saying? I'm so appreciative of that. That's, yeah, that's course, very sweet. Of course, you know, I, again, I'm for the people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, I, but it's also like not even something, like you touched on something there where you said like, you know, I, I just got over it or I got over it recently. I'm still not over it. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. still working through that. It's a daily mm-hmm. thing for me. I still go through my bouts with, you know, depression, anxiety, all of that stuff as a result of all of that, uh, those experiences. But it's about reminding myself that, like, I'm worth it and mm-hmm. I have value and I have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And regardless of other people who maybe want to uh, invalidate that or don't see it or want to dismiss it or reduce you based on X, Y, and Z reasons, uh, the bottom line is you're here. You still have time. What are you doing with that time? Exactly. And that's crazy. That's, that's a great thing that you say that because I always tell people, you know, it's an ongoing battle. It is an ongoing battle. And even though, like, 
today I'm over it. Shit, you give me a week. I fuck around and find out I'm not. You know what I'm saying? It, but it happens like that. You know what I'm saying? And just because somebody can't see the value that you add don't mean that you don't have value. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not meant to see it. It's just like when you have a dream. Everybody's not going to see that bigger picture because of your reality right now. Exactly. So you just got to keep going. So I think that that's dope. Uh, can I ask you, when when did you know that you were a queer person? Oh, I've known... I don't know that I always had the language, mm-hmm. like the words, but I've known since I was a kid. I remember being, it wasn't, it was these, this isn't even like a sexual thing. I remember being like in preschool, probably around four years old, and at nap time, waking up from a nap, having had a dream of two of the girls in my class getting married in the playground. And I remember being like so happy for them, and I remember being really excited and like, it, and it wasn't even a thing. I didn't right. even think that was like weird or wrong or something that wasn't possible. I just knew that these two girls were really good friends and I really liked them and I wanted them to, like, I don't know. There was like this idea in my head about that marriage happening and it not being a thing. Right. But then I remember telling that story to my teacher later and then the teacher being like, well, that's that's not how that works. Right. Right. And so then that's when you start. Adults learning. always fuck shit up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't ever let a kid be. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Did you, <laughs> have you seen the movie trolls? Did you see that movie? No, I didn't. You should see that movie. There's a troll. She's always happy. Her name is Poppy. You remind me of Poppy because uh. Justin Timberlake's troll. He was always grumpy. I was him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if I had that dream, I would be like, what the fuck is so special about you bitches? Like, no, I ain't fucking happy. Do y'all got something to eat here? <laughs> like, I just would have found a way. And that's how I always was. So now, it's just it feels so good to just shake that that image. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, because people even be like, yeah, I know you were mad and shit. And I'd be like, bitch, little do you know, <laughs> I feel great. And I look great. It's you that looks angry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's it. that shit really goes deep. Like For the rest of this interview, I'm calling you grumpy and you're oh, calling fine. me poppy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. People, uh, I, I've even gotten the nickname Oscar the Grouch. It fit really well. Oh, stop. Yeah. And I'm just like, but when people get to know me, they're like, yo, you're not even really like that. No, you're really not. And I'm like, yo, I just got a mean face. <laughs> and I really just, I don't know. Like, if I like you, I like you. If I gravitate towards you because I run off energy, then I gravitate towards you. But if I don't, I won't fight it. I just, I just be like, no, I'm sorry, I don't see it. That's <laughs> fair. I just don't see it, you know. But I'm very protective of my energy because for so long I just was giving out energy. That just and that's honestly out. something I'm reconciling right now. Is like, especially when it comes to relationships and like, uh, and this isn't even just romantic. This is just like platonic relationships, just personal connections. Mm-hmm. I'm now at a place where I'm really assessing like who I'm giving my energy to, how many relationships I'm putting effort into building and like what sort of like return I'm getting on those relationships because reciprocity is a thing and I am someone who, I'm a cancer, I'm sensitive. Yo, me too, when your birthday? Uh, June 26th. What? My birthday's June 25th. Stop, come on Pride baby. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, see that's crazy, that's dope. Yeah. I was just talking about my birthday today. And it's crazy. My dad's birthday is the 26th. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. What's up, dad? You know, nah, Shout fuck out. him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Nah, fair I enough. only remember because it's so close to mine. Fair enough. If it was any other day, I wouldn't remember. But yeah. I, I can't forget this well, the day after. Yeah, well, fuck his birthday. It's my birthday. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Poppy. Exactly. Okay, grumpy. That's okay. dope. 
Aspire, um, yeah. See, people, I didn't know that this whole cancer thing was like a thing. <laughs> like, like, yo, we really are sensitive people. I didn't. I used to fight that with everything in me until I just started accepting who I was, and it was like. I don't really like being angry. <laughs> and I do get my feelings hurt quickly. Maybe I am sensitive. <laughs> People make it seem like it's a bad thing. Ain't shit wrong with being in touch with your emotions. Honestly, honestly. Wrong. And and I'm I'm just one of those people inherently in this I don't know if it has to do with being a cancer. I honestly don't know a lot about astrology. I just I don't give know, a shit about it. I just know about <laughs> I read about cancers and I'm like, oh that sounds like me. Oh, that's definitely me. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me with the newspaper. <laughs> they like, oh, what you learned today, bitch? This is me. I don't know what y'all should say, but this is me. I don't know nothing about all the like I don't like when I ask people, yo, what's your sign? And they tell me, Oh, I'm a Virgo with like a cancer rising. <laughs> bitch, what is your sign? Now, I don't care about I don't know all of this other shit. So if, unless you're going to tell me what it means, don't tell me that shit and walk away. I don't like that. I think that that's disrespectful. You're not trying to enlighten me. You're trying to make me confused. See, and you're I, asking for trouble, though, because now everybody who's listening to this is going to come and talk to you about their full natal chart. Jesus, and they're going to explain so every true. single thing about you oh or about them to this you. So and you're going to be real upset about it. You're going to oh be like, God. I heard 45 minutes of you talking about... <laughs> What time you were born and how that impacts yeah. your personal Yo, emotional state. Yo, they take state. it to the T, you know. And I, I ain't going to disrespect my astrology listeners. Shout out to you bitches. I love y'all, yo. <laughs> you, yo. Need, you need merch that says shout out to you bitches. You know what I'm Because it's one thing that I just don't play with. It's you bitches, you know. <laughs> nah, listen. My listeners are amazing. They be teaching me like a lot of shit. Like, shout out to all my Chakra Shorty listeners. They taught me a lot about the chakras and aligning yourself, you know. Uh, what else I learned from my listeners? I learned that uh, just because you call a bitch a bitch don't mean that she's a bitch. That's what I learned. Okay. You know? I'm still trying to figure that out. Somebody said it to me, and I was like, okay, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I don't be meaning that shit in a disrespectful way. I be talking about men, too. Men are bitches, too. I know some male bitches. Um, <laughs> nah, my listeners taught me just to be a little bit more happy. You know what I mean? I, I do have a mean face, so I go out my way to make sure I'm smiling because when I've taken the show on the road, they've shown me nothing but love. So I don't have no reason to be looking like my dog is dead. <laughs> Even though my dog is, shout out to that. You oh, know? Yeah, no. yeah, my two chihuahuas. That took a turn. To, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, I'm man. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I had them dogs since I was like seven. It was old, so, you know, they lived was the whole life. Like two years ago, yeah. Oh, I had no. two chihuahuas, mother and daughter. And the mom died, and like a week later, the daughter died. She just stopped eating and all that. But she had never been away from her mom. And yeah, man, shit crazy. But this is mad morbid. But, you know what I'm I'm, nah, but we're but talking you know, about it, so I'm gonna nah, go there. You know how like in the delis, the cats is like family. Yeah, them dogs is like my aunts, man. No, definitely. Yeah, them they was fam. I so this is morbid. I am sometimes when I'm cuddling my dog, I have a schnauzer. Oh She's wow. three. Dope. And I love her. She's my everything. I call her my Digimon partner. But she. <laughs> yeah, that's lit. <laughs> but she, like, I sometimes think like. Yo, in like 14 years, she might not be here. Son. And then it gets real dark. I start, 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 Yo, and then I start coming from mad hard. <laughs> like, don't like, go nowhere. I don't know that I'm ready for that. I don't. Nah, son. That's why, you know what? My listeners taught me that. You just got to be present. You just got to <laughs> you know? be present. Because when you start thinking about the future, you think about the past. Check and my then... way screen. <laughs> it's so nah, corny. That's dope. <laughs> what kind of tumble nah, bullshit? No, that's dope. Stay present. <laughs> that's beautiful, son. Because I be having a hard time doing that. Because I'm always thinking, what's next? Yeah. What's next? And then I've noticed lately I've been making it my business to just not think about that because I start, what's next? What's next? And then I don't take a minute to look around. Yeah. I came sure. a long way. You just got to take it in. You know what I'm saying? So stay present. That's a good That's a good thing to, to, to do. Yeah, man. Um, But 
what I do wanted to, what, what I do wanted to, where the fuck am I going with it? Oh my <laughs> God, I can't stand myself. Yeah. What I did want to ask you as well, because I like that you sent me an email with a bunch of things that you were interested in talking about. Um, whoever's listening, don't get in the habit of doing that shit. <laughs> oh, this is my shit, and I'm telling you what To be fair, you asked. You yeah, did say, like, what are you, what are you interested yeah, in talking about? Because, you know, I don't like bringing people in, and, and I don't ask, because there's things that I could go on a tangent about for hours. Sure. And, it, and you know, it's it's not... Other people aren't passionate about shit like that. So you have to make sure it's a compromise. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, of course. I always have to ask, even if I don't address it. I just <laughs> 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 No, but um, you said you said something. I could pull it up, too, because I have notes now because I'm a real show. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. yeah. uh, you said uh, about about Manhattan taking over Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going to oh, show you. I'm gonna, yes. Yeah. Okay. We let can let have me this pull that up directly. So people know I have. Let me, let me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to do that. I yeah. I could I could go on for yeah literal Manhattan hours about flooding this. Brooklyn spaces. Yo, this is such a thing for Brooklyn queer spaces. Ooh, that Ooh. was hard. There's something to talk about here. Are you from Brooklyn? Oh, you absolutely. Brooklyn? Okay. I've been in Brooklyn my whole life. Okay, so Brooklyn. Granted, I've only been in Brooklyn three years now. Welcome. So, thank you. Um, but very much has become my home. Mm -hmm. I very much love the spaces that have already existed there. I love the spaces I've created there. I love the community I've built there. It's it is a like easily one of my favorite places in the world that I've been. Um but I also so I work at the Rosemont, which is one of the more popular newer queer spaces out in Brooklyn. Where is it? Uh, we're on the glow up. Uh we're in it's in Williamsburg on the like border of uh Bushwick slash Bedsty. It's um, on Lorimer and Montrose. Oh, yeah, right by my crib. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I ain't know nothing about it. Oh, dope. Thanks for telling me, though. No, for sure. No, it's, I mean, it's a really dope queer space. It's, uh, and it's an actual queer space, whereas there, there are bars in Williamsburg that, like, are, are really just, like, gay spaces. They're, they're there for, like, gay dudes. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, there are other Is it weird that I be in all the gay men's clubs? <laughs> no, if you're having a good time, you're having a good time. Oh, okay. But I'm being all them shits. <laughs> but there are lots of spaces that claim to be uh, open to all, and they don't necessarily make an effort to make sure everyone who walks in feels welcome. Whereas yeah, the Rosemont, I'm actually truth. I take a lot of pride in that that it's a space that does try to make everyone feel welcome. It offers community to anyone who walks in the door. Um, but we've gotten we've gotten some big names at our bar, and it used to be like a neighborhood watering hole. It used to be sort of like. Uh, our our little secret in in the neighborhood, and now because Bjork has been there, because Kim Petras has been there, because there have been these sort of like larger names, we are attracting a lot of attention. And our parties are on the glow up. We have a lot of queens who are residents there who are big names in Brooklyn, and because of that, working there on a Saturday night, let me tell you, is insane. And it's amazing to me how many people are are traveling from Harlem, from the Bronx from spaces that I, that like if it were the other way around, if someone was like, hey, will you come out to a party in the Bronx? I'd be like, yo, that's mad far. Like I'd oh, be like- Oh, that's always me. <laughs> they know, do not invite me to the Bronx. I am not coming. <laughs> Hell no, I'm from Brooklyn. How am I going? Nah. <laughs> but so, but like that, that's a testament to what we're creating in Brooklyn, that like folks are traveling to be there. And it's great that they are, but I don't think people understand that there's like an etiquette and a way things run at our space. When you right. come to a drag show at our space, it's not like a drag show in Hell's Kitchen. It's not that sort of classic style of drag where everything is about um, sort of this really structured format. Right. There's 
often multiple sets. There's often uh, sort of last minute additions. There's often um, interaction between our queen and the queens and the audience. Um, whereas, like, not long ago, I went to a bar in Hell's Kitchen to see a friend, uh, and the if there there very much felt like a distance between the performers and the audience. That's not uh, something we like in Brooklyn. We very much encourage that there's interaction, that everyone feels like uh, there's someone that you can like come and kiki with anytime right, you want. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway, we've been getting so many uh, what I call the non non locals. Uh, I it, it sounds crazy because it makes it sound like they're out of towners, but they're not at all. They they're not, like they're, 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 they're but they're but yeah, but they're they live on the island or they live you know in another borough and they maybe don't understand uh, the space we've created, and so it's really like tiny things, but like tip your bar staff, tip the queens. Like we're gonna talk about etiquette. Like that's the place to start. Make sure that you're showing ve- uh, appreciation to the people that you're interacting with. That should be a blanket thing that you do anywhere, mm-hmm. right? If you want to get into the minutia, like specific to Brooklyn stuff, um, the bar itself is not very like wide. It's a very narrow hallway that leads between the front bar and the dance floor, and then there's a, an amazing back patio. Okay. But like, there's not a lot of space, y'all. If y'all are gonna have a cute little like, you know, birthday party in Brooklyn, and you decide that we're the space to do that in, or a baby shower, which like, girl, baby <laughs> shower. <laughs> Which has happened multiple times. Oh my goodness! Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit there and do that, that's cute. Take it to the patio. Take it to the dance floor. Take it to a space where there's actual space for you to stand. Don't stand in the only hallway <laughs> where I'm carrying drinks and glasses and all of this stuff to and from the front bar, from the back rooms, from you know, like go going in and out of the patio to do my job, and sit there and have conversation, blocking the way, and then look at me all mad because I came by. With a tray full of glasses that weighs uh, more than your ego, like girl, stop, <laughs> don't play. Holy shit! But it's like it's little stuff like that that uh, I don't think people realize. People also get really pissy that they can't access the back entrance, in, uh, back entrances that like the performers go through. It's stuff like that where you have to sort of remind people, like, hey, remember this is a space that like you are in now because you have heard about what we've built here. Right. Remember that we've built it. And right. this is like a space that a community does feel a lot of ownership of and that they're the folks that take priority over your needs and wants. Right. right. There's a there's just a, t- a tinge of entitlement that we've been trying to reconcile in the mm. space. That you bitches is out here feeling ownership. <laughs> you ain't you don't own shit. You know what I'm <laughs> What's up? Lee um, says behave. Y'all need to relax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Relax yourself. Yeah. Anyway, that was mostly just like a thing I've, I've been pondering a lot because it's it has come up a lot in conversation amongst the community there and i thought you know why the hell not if you're gonna give me the platform to talk about stuff oh, let's talk course. about it let's oh, talk yeah, about it course. but yeah anytime you're in a new space regardless of it's brooklyn or if it's not um understand that there's a local culture that you have to accommodate and that local culture you should be thoughtful about accommodating that's a great tip Thanks. that's a really great tip yeah, I, I like that. Matt, I feel like I sound low in my headphones. Can you turn me up a little bit? I like hearing me. There I go. Look at that. <laughs> I yeah, like man. hearing you too. Thank okay. you so much. You know, I got the voice for this shit. You hear me? I was listening to me on the way here. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to you on the way here too. As you should be. This, this is, you should. You know what I'm saying? I think that's dope though. So like, um, I wanted to ask you too. You said you got into the flea with two of your friends, right? Yeah. So, how did that like how did how how was that like 
what was the organics of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why, sure. like, why, why you three? About? Yeah, like, yeah. I had the idea initially of doing nightlife um, stuff, uh, and that's how it started. It was nightlife. We were throwing mm. parties. I worked at the bar, so it made sense that like they would uh, give me a couple nights to like play around and invite my friends. I also mm-hmm. had a pretty big network and have a, bi- a big network mm-hmm. um, in the community. And so it was like, okay, well, yeah, if you're going to give me a night to throw a party, let me do that. Let me let me invite my crew. Let's do something. Um, I'm also very active in uh, one of the city's uh, larger political activist groups, direct action activist groups. Okay. Um, and these two partners I had, uh, I, I knew through that group. Um They've both actually since uh, they've both recently uh, gotten big opportunities, and so they're both having to step back from the project. But um, honestly, the the main inspiration behind doing it as a trio was that like I shy away from. This is gonna sound really weird because if you looked at my Instagram, if you looked at like if you if you listen to anything I've done, it doesn't seem this way. But I actually shy away from a lot of like attention or like signing my name to stuff i get really like uncomfortable with uh seeing like featuring ronald right or ron wow. i don't know there's something about it i don't i don't like it also like it i'm more interested in like featuring community than i am featuring me and that's really sort of like the subject that's good people ah. good people good people think we and not me thank you yeah of course i like and that. it's weird because i'm um I'm a conversation dominator, you know, that's why I have the show. <laughs> you know, somebody called me that the other day and I was like, that's great. I'm, I'm running with that shit. Conversation dominator. Yeah, because I was just like, you know, I'm more like conversation curator. And she was like, what? Podcast dominator. Conversation <laughs> dominator. I was like, You're Man. a pod dom. Yeah, okay, you know what I'm saying? Come through I was like, with I, the pod she, dom. But she was like emphasizing on dominator. I was like, that's kind of strange, but thank you. <laughs> but like, even, even like, I still get nervous. You know what I'm saying? And sure. now they having me host events. I get nervous. You know what I'm saying? They like, it's you. Like, you talk to people. That's what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I've always been like that. Like, I like doing shit. And then you like, all right, here, here's a bigger scale. And I'll be like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is really what I said I wanted. So you really got to be careful what you ask for because I know, like, I'm, I get shy. And then I just be like, I'll say a little prayer. And I'll be like, bitch, you know who you are. Shake that <laughs> shit the fuck off, okay? Let's go. But, yeah, I get I get shy like that. But you got to be picky anyway. You got to be cautious when you're putting your name on something. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been the person to just, because I love the person coming to me, just put my name next to anything that shit don't work it sure. don't work and then it's like you you you're being overzealous you know yeah. what i'm saying i don't, don't want to be too overzealous so you got to be very careful anyhow so don't lose that don't, i appreciate don't, yeah, that yeah don't I, let I nobody make won't. you feel like bitch you lit like that sign off on everything <laughs> nah i'm exclusive I always tell people I'm a Birkin bag. I'm not a Michael Kors. You know <laughs> I'm, I'm a Birkin yeah, bag. Yeah, anybody could get an MK. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm exclusive. I see you. Yeah, of okay. course. Of course. You know, you probably thought I was coach because I was nah. in here rushing. <laughs> I came in here rushing. You didn't you get to take a good look. You thought I was coach. I'm you done. Know you didn't get to take a good look. All but right. Yeah. That was it. That's the end of the podcast. You know y'all. We did it. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, be 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 exclusive. Keep that. Be exclusive. But so, be yeah, exclusive. That, but that's, that's exactly it. I, that cautiousness comes from like, when I sign my name to something, 
this is gonna sound crazy. I just like I need it. I need to know that it's gonna be lit. That it's gonna be no, successful. No, that ain't crazy. I, it, That's real shit. It, it, but people are gonna be like, well, you know, you can't always have a hit. There's gotta be misses, and like, and sure, there are. There can be, but like, I want to leave as little room That's for that as possible. That's people who like losing. Lose by your fucking <laughs> self. Like, lose on your own. Don't try to coach me into losing. I'm done. Oh, fuck that. No, <laughs> they like losing. Yes, nah, I'm not with that shit. I don't give a fuck. I know you have to take a win, and then sometimes you gotta take a lesson. Don't fucking tell me not to prepare for a win because sure. if I don't prepare mentally I already lost so, that's I'm fair. not doing that that's no, I don't like people it. that do that mind your business if it ain't for you if you <laughs> if you were scared to chase your own dreams sit the fuck down and shut up real I don't want to hear shit. that shit nah fuck that <laughs> you say you say you've been in Brooklyn three years right yeah where you moved from uh, California oh wow yeah 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 I did uh, I was born and raised in LA I did seven years in San Francisco and then I moved back to LA briefly before moving here Wow, I, I've never been. I'm about to go to LA though. I'm about to take Are you? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking that. Yo, trip. the food is outstanding. Yo, I heard that. It's it's honestly like I don't give LA a lot because I grew up there, but it never quite felt like home. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a cool city. It's just like not for me. Right. Um, and that has to do with a lot of things, but like the one thing I'll give it is the food because every other appealing thing about LA, I think you like it's. It's easy to take for granted. Mm -hmm. The weather, it, the weather's a lot less cute when you face it year round. Like when you have <laughs> blistering heat all year round, like that's all right. Like you, you can think that that's like heaven and that's paradise. Try it. I, that that dry heat, I'm not about. It's not a personal faith. <laughs> but the food is outstanding. And what's amazing is it isn't an, it isn't like segregated but there are ethnic enclaves right and so that it's just where like these communities congregate and they're, they're like cities where like you know that like there's a heavy vietnamese population there's a heavy korean population so anytime you want that style of food right. there's it's really easy to find and as long as you're going to the right like neighborhoods where these folks are actually making the food the food is so good i honestly like can't recommend it enough and then obviously, like when you're in town, In and Out and Roscoe's, you must. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I'm, I never must. even been. I know I gotta go to Roscoe's. Oh, you got to heaven. In and Out, I've been hearing some things. I gotta get there. <laughs> Are know? you a Shake Shack loyalist? No, I'm not loyal to them, but I mean that shit good. I just don't understand Shake Shack. I don't understand spending seventeen dollars on a burger, and fries. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and a shake. Yeah, I feel you. When like, in California, that can that that that'll buy you two combos. You know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. just it's too much money for it. That's a fact. I've been saying that shit, and that's why a lot of times I be going, I don't be paying. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the move. Yeah, man, people treat me good. Now, let me stop, because they're going to be like, bitch, you ain't going back. <laughs> nah, man, Shake Shack is good, but, I, you know, i just been watching what I put in my body, so I ain't been there in a while. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I've been watching what I put in my body. There's a lot of power in, like, uh, being thoughtful about how you treat your body. Yeah, and, I, and being I very that. intentional about it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. all about being deliberate. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that uh, for me, I just had to remind myself of how important discipline is because uh, anything can be good or bad. Depends on, you know, the portion and how you discipline yourself. So for a long time, I just was eating really bad and just not taking care of myself. So now, you know, if I do eat bad, it's 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 here and there. And it's smaller portions than I ever know myself to do. You know what I'm saying? Good for you. Yeah, and I'm starting to like be so in tune with my body. Like now, I know if I eat this, okay, cool. I'm, I'm gonna have a pimple. Fuck it, I'm taking that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm taking that because I miss it. But I can't do it as much as like I don't even understand how I was surviving 
three years ago. Like, I don't even understand I was doing it. I was That's just fair. being crazy with my body. Like, even sleep, I wasn't getting enough sleep. People say, yo, nah, you don't need that shit, bitch. I need that shit, okay? <laughs> I need that I don't shit. know who's saying you don't need sleep. That's yo, crazy. looking back, anybody who ever told me that is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> and they all look old. Like, or, or they, they look old. Like, I don't want that shit for me. So, yeah, it's just certain shit just being very intentional about how I treat my body. And then that, me doing it inside has come outside. So now I, I'm intentional about how I treat other people and, you know, how how I conduct myself and what I stand next to, whether it be on paper, uh, mentally, spiritually, all of that. I just, I do my best to be very intentional with who I bond with and the the, the bonds that I nurture, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's all about intention. You bitches ain't know I could get real crazy <laughs> with that. <laughs> you bitches ain't know I could I get real crazy. I am here for this. Yeah, of course, man, because, I mean, you know, for, for a long time, I, I spent so much time pushing people away and, you know, just embodying being a loner that I know how crazy you can go by yourself. You know what sure, I'm saying? And, yeah. it's, and don't get me wrong, I love being by myself. I, I enjoy my own company, but I understand that we live we we live in in spaces like our our natural habitat are to want to interact. You know what I'm saying? And I was neglecting myself that because I was scared of getting my feelings hurt or scared of people thinking that I was weird. Like, listen, you just gotta be who you are. Somebody gonna feel it. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. And if if folks aren't feeling you, they're not your people, right? Like yeah. you have to find your tribe, and that's that that is a task in in and of itself. Yeah. Um. I am also susceptible to that. It's actually why I advocate so much for community, and why I'm so interested in making sure that we continue to like create space to build community. Mm-hmm. Um. I am somebody who like I need the time to decompress. I need time to be alone. But too much of that time can can be uh really troublesome you know it it you start to create demons you start to like you start to uh i don't know maybe this is just me being the the sensitive cancer i am but uh, you know it's it's really easy to get in your head about like what others think of you and what others Mm -hmm. feel about you and whether or not you're getting uh what you think you deserve in your relationships right and so it's easy to isolate yourself as a result of that and I have to sort of talk myself off that ledge every day, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, no, listen, you're, you, you are building these relationships. This person may not be able to be present for you in this way, but that doesn't mean that they're not present for you right. and that there's not other ways in which that they can be. Right. And so that's, you know, that's, a, that's also, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's an ongoing process. It's, yeah. it's, it's a day-to-day thing. I get in thing. my head a lot. I feel like, fuck, man. What I, <laughs> well, how did I even make the wrong turn and end up here? Like, <laughs> and then I just be looking at people like, yeah, where did things go left? Yeah, like, and that shit just be coming out of nowhere. And that's when I always know, all right, cool, you, you need a reset. And I've been noticing lately I've been resetting a lot more often. I mean, it works. It works. Well, and there's, I mean, I can't speak to everyone else's experience, but. Um, today's Mother's Day. You, yeah. you spoke about that earlier. You know, like, not everyone has the best relationship with their family. Mm-hmm. I feel this is this is a universal thing. It's not specific to queerness, but like in the queer community in particular, you also like often face a sort of or you start you start creating chosen families over like given families, right? Because there's oh, still so many like there's still a lot of like interpersonal issues a lot of people right. have with their families. Um, and the value of that as sort of like our own, like to combat what already existed as 
a blanket stigma around therapy and like self-help and mental health uh and like also like that especially in like people of color communities like mm-hmm. there's such a stigma around like needing to see a doctor or like needing to talk to someone mm-hmm. um there there became a makeshift thing where like i don't know if this was your experience but like when i came out and i found friends and i found community and i found a tribe there was uh we started to become each other's therapy right like right, we started right. to vent to each other we started to relate to each other we started to it's sort of like uh, i relate it to like the idea of like when you see like uh, a herd of uh, uh, predatory cats or something and they're all like lounging together and they're all like licking each other's wounds and they're all like taking care of each other and like picking at each other's fur. Um, that That is sort of what we do as a community for each other because we don't often don't have those like familial relationships to rely on. Right. And I'm definitely someone who like has a strained relationship with my family. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and so like, I ain't new to that. there's there's a lot of this this other thing that I'm trying to sort of like bring into the conversation is that there's this that's that's the other real huge benefit of finding these communities and these spaces is that like you can also then offer that to one another and create these community spaces right. uh, where you have the freedom to just be and share and know that you're heard and understood. Right. Did, when you when you came out, did you get to sit down and talk about it? Oh yeah. Oh, I have a really good story actually. I came out. I like knew I was queer for a really long time. I reconciled right. it. I was raised Catholic. It was oh, a me whole too. thing. So you know a thing or two about Catholic guilt. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I always uh, thought they was talking about me in church. This would be in my head like, fuck you, Father Joe. <laughs> you piece of shit. Fuck you. Uh, well, plot twist, they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Father Joe was a real bastard. <laughs> but like that, that whole thing was was really hard for me to reconcile and. So when I did finally come out, I also had a very strained relationship with my mother right. growing up. Um, I later found out what that was, and it right. was a whole other thing. But like, there was always this sort of combative nature to our relationship, right. where it was very like loving, but when it wasn't, it wasn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we would like argue all the time. There was always a lot of like, we would say things just to hurt each other, like just yeah. to attack each other because we were experiencing so much of our own individual pain. Yeah, that's so, that was me. That was me. That's I used to like do that. That shit, shit ain't real. Right? Yeah, That's I mean, rough. it ain't right. So I had to call myself out before I could point the finger. Right. Point one is three headed right. back at you. So I was like, bitch, it's you. <laughs> but there's like, and it's, I mean, this is 15 years ago for me. Right. And I'm still, you know, like, oh, like yeah, recovering yeah. The, like yeah. that sort of relationship with my mother. You know what yeah. I mean? But like in the, so I decided I, I can't hide it anymore. At the time, I was bisexual because that's that's what felt most easy for me to identify as. Right. I didn't quite understand like all the different labels and terms. Why do you label yourself queer and not gay? Oh, um, I just uh, at the time, uh, queer for me was just like other, and okay. it meant like it it I was representing something that like didn't currently exist in like okay. media or visibility or or. Um, sort of in the grander scheme of like what gay meant. Right. I didn't feel like a hot Abercrombie kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was I was like chubby. I I didn't feel like I'm I'm also biracial and I'm an odd biracial mix, you know what I mean? And so there's like What's the odd biracial mix? I'm just like I'm Asian um and mm-hmm. presumably Latino. Mm. Um and so there's like a lot there where like I just didn't feel seen. I didn't mm-hmm. feel heard. I didn't feel like there was representation for me. And so it, I also then became exposed to politics. Right. Uh, my older sister was really political. And so it was, it became a thing where 
I was from the outset already starting with like, I'm queer because I want to stand against this like cookie cutter image of what gay was. Right. And then it beyond evo it, it evolved beyond that because I was also like really effeminate and I grew up really effeminate. I still very much sort of have this like daily balance or like rec uh, negotiation with like reconciling my masculine and my feminine and all of that stuff and how I like present that. And, mm -hmm. um, and I also grew up in a community where I did not feel, uh, safe be like exercising those things. And so all of that felt closeted to me. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's still something to this day where I, I like, I don't feel safe fully letting out, uh, all the ways that like I want to express myself. Right. Because there's That's like, it, I mean, but it's real. Yeah. That sort of wound is real. It like, there is such a challenge in making sure that you have the freedom to be your true self. And not everyone is offered that freedom. Right. right? Anyway, the, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what, uh, when you came out? That was the story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I wanted to make my mom mad. I <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. She's going to be so mad. I went to her, and she's this Catholic Filipino immigrant. I thought for sure she's going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, we're in the middle of a fight. I probably picked it. And I say, like, well, you know what? I like guys. And what I thought was going to be, like, her, like, cussing me out, smacking me around or something. <laughs> Ended up being her being like, she just paused. And she was like, wait, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, like, for real? <laughs> you're like, you're like, for sure. And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, let's talk about it. She like sat down. Oh, it was like wow. really, really nice. And like, oh, that's dope. I mean, I don't get my mom. My mom and I have a strange relationship. Like I said, right. we've had our issues. I give her a lot of credit for that because that was... That was uh, a lot more supportive than I thought it was going to be. Right. And also, she sort of squashed my, like, <laughs> that was, like, the ultimate clapback. She was yeah. like, oh, you thought I was going to be mad? Wait. <laughs> Let me show you some bitch ass. <laughs> see, look, see, I never I never even had, like, that type of thing. Like, my brother is the reason why I had to come out. Like, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even come out because I still was just like, what the fuck is happening? And my brother made a fake AIM name. This is back when AIM was lit. Yeah, and I'm laying in my room. Mind you, he's in the next room, and I'm on aim, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this person?" Like, "Yo, what's up?" So he's playing like he's a dude, and I gave him my number, and I'm like, "I didn't give you my number." And in my head, I know I didn't, because I'm like, "I don't even like men." Like, <laughs> why the fuck would I give you my number? He like, "Yo, why you acting like that? You definitely gave me a number in your aim. Like, stop doing that." And I'm like, "Yo." So then, one of my family members come in the room, like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "My friends," and she like, "Who?" And I'm like. Wow, you don't know them. Wish I took the hint. She like, who? I'm like, nobody you know. And long story short, he was like, what kind of men you into? And I was like, not your type. And he's like, stop playing with me. What kind of men are you into? And I'm like, I'm not into guys. And my brother gets up and shows everybody the conversation. <sighs> and everybody's staring at me. And I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? He was like, nah, own your shit. Be who the fuck you are. Like, you good? And I, but I, and it, it was cool, but I just was like, I wasn't ready. Like, like oh, shit. And, like, at first, everybody looking at you like, you sick and shit? Are you good? You all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, the first week, 
because it just kept asking me, you all right? You need money? I'm like, I'm gay. I ain't dumb or <laughs> sick or nothing. Like, but yeah, I need your money. Like, <laughs> But fuck? yeah, here's yeah. my account number. Yeah, I definitely need your money, though. And like, until this day, my brother always tell me, like, I always knew, and I want you to be comfortable. Like, it took a while for everybody else to get comfy, but my brother was always comfortable. Like, and my older sister was gay, but I never, I always thought she was just like that one exception. Like, I'm like, oh, you, she was so cool. Like, so I'm like, it's cool for you. It ain't okay for me. And then my brother was like, be fucking comfortable who you are. I don't give a fuck who you turn out to be. Just be comfortable in it. And he always told me, like, that's why I did it, because I wanted you to be comfortable. And I could tell you, you wasn't liking the life you had to live. And I just was like, you know, I appreciate that, but shit, it could have been another way. <laughs> sure. But yeah, yeah. That that for me, I was like, I was so scared because I'm just like, they're not gonna be okay with this. Like, I'm a Catholic. Like, I was, I've raised in the church, and I always felt like they was talking about me. So I'm just like, this is just not cool. You don't have to go to church, so of course it's easy for you. You also don't have to live here. I do. Like, I just, I had every reason as to why it wouldn't work, and you know, I'm comfortable. Anybody yeah. who wasn't comfortable before, they damn sure comfortable now because they know she just don't care. Like She don't give a fuck how I feel, so I might as well feel good. Yeah. So everything, it fell into place. But I always admired people who was like, yeah, you know, I had to talk and I talked about it and I talked through it because I never got that. Yeah. It was always like, yo, you all right? It's a phase. Don't worry about it. Like at first <laughs> it was a phase. Then when they realized, like, I don't think she's growing out of it. She's growing deeper <laughs> into it. <laughs> it was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like. We stuck with you anyhow. Niggas love you, so whatever. But I think that's cool to have the talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had to articulate it. I don't see. I have such weird feelings about it because I actually like. Granted, I did try to use it as a weapon, so it wasn't like <laughs> it's not like I'm necessarily in any yeah. like place to be on some high horse about it. But I, I don't know that like it always bothered me even then. Like I remember being 14 and feeling like, why do I have to come out? Like, my straight cousins don't have to come out. Right. Like, it's not, it just felt unfair. And yeah. I still to this day have a hard time with that because I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's any equity in the idea that, like, only queer people have to have this conversation. Right. right? Where Like, why are we making the assumption that the default is straight? Right. And, it, it, there, and there's a lot that influences that. that conversation, but, like, I, it does sort of, like, I like that there is, there is a small movement happening surrounding like coming out and like having the discussion about like whether or not it's acceptable to expect people to come out anymore. Yeah. I don't definitely don't love the idea of people outing others, but I mean, in your case, it came from a place of love and it like yeah. worked for you. And if you're happy, then like, God bless your brother. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm stuck with him anyhow. I rather I rather be stuck with him and love him than to hate his ass. Sure, so. exactly. You know, and I understand because I mean, every every day since you know. I know my brother loved me. I know my brother don't care about my sexuality. My brother don't care about, I mean, I can't say he don't care about the decisions I make, but my brother going to stand by me right, wrong, or indifferent. Exactly. So it's like, whatever, so what? And that's just like a very sibling thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it just, it was just like the first month or maybe the first year, I think I just was like, yo, you really a dickhead for doing that. <laughs> like I, I didn't, I didn't need your help, but I did. Cause like inside I was screaming Outside, it was just like, okay, cool. I know what I got to do. I gotta just live this life. So, you know, I'm I'm thankful for it. He say I don't never shout him out. So, shout out to you, dumbass. <laughs> What's it's, up? Yeah, man. What's up with you? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? That was just a dumb sh a dumb move. But, I mean, it, it was something that had to happen. Because I can't say that I would have even had – I wouldn't have addressed the issue 
or sure. what I thought was an issue if he didn't. But see, I sort of, I appreciate your appreciation of that. I think that like the hope though would be that like one day it won't be an, right. an issue. It won't be a conversation, yeah. right? Like we'll get to a point where like, who cares? Like it won't ever be a, a topic that we ever have to disuck or discuss. We won't have to dissect it. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like you raise your kid, your kid who is who they are. Mm-hmm. Great. And like yeah. that's that's the start and end of it. I think for me, that's why I, I always say like it's not even something that like people ask is that one of the first things you want people to know about you? I'm like, no, there's so there's so many other things about me. I don't sure. even care to talk about my sexuality at all. Yeah. And my brother's all like, no, man, you got the air, the gay community. Use that shit. And I'm just like, I don't even care because it's not something that I want to be like. I don't want people to just look at me and be like, yo, that's the funny gay girl. I'd rather just be the, the funny girl. And yeah. I don't even think I'm funny, but if you're gonna if you're gonna call me that, why can't it just be the funny girl? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I never, dom. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I never hear people say, "Yo, that's that funny straight girl." So yeah. I just want to be, like, when it comes to that, I want to be normal. Yeah, all that other shit, you can have those normal problems. I'm good. That yeah, I know exactly the feeling. The the. I've been the like the gay friend or the gay yeah. brother or the gay whatever. I just want to be me. I don't want right. to be the gay anything. Right, right. But there's also like, but like, I have also gotten into the habit now of like, correcting people. Right, mm-hmm. like, oh, I am that. I'm also like the smart brother. I'm yeah. the smart friend, or I'm the I'm the the funny friend. Right, yeah. like I'm a lot of those things. You can use any one of them to describe me. You don't have to use that. Yeah, that's that's um, what it is with me. I, I don't want you to think that that's the go-to word, cause right. I don't, I, but we gotta enlighten the kids. You know, we gotta tell them because yeah. a lot of people don't make don't they don't think about it that way, and right. so it's you know it does seem sort of obvious to us, but right. like it's nice to remind them like, hey, you know, I'm also more than that. Yeah, it's not it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's not something I don't want to embrace. But like, I also don't want you to only think of me in that right. way. I'm also all of these other things. Right, like Sam Smith has said, they was like, you know, how you feel about being a Grammy-winning gay singer or some shit? And he was like, but what about I'm just a Grammy-winning singer? Right. Like, And I'm just like, that shit is so fucking simple. How do people miss it? You don't even have to say it. You're adding extra words, and you don't need to. But, you know, the mind the mind works funny ways. You know. But uh, I appreciate you coming in to talk to me and all of that. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's a nice show I got going here, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a good setup. Yeah, you know, you like the show? Absolutely. Did you like what you heard you when he was me? on the way? Absolutely. Yeah, That episode, that. the the I'm, I'm behind a few episodes, but the episode I listened to with Nala had me dead. I was rolling. Mm, man. And that shit t- was real, man. That story. I ain't taking edibles no more. I ain't fucking with that shit. <laughs> that that edible good, story. You know, I'm, 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 I'm high on life. But tell <laughs> the people where they can find you, check you out with, how they can know what's going on at the flea and all of that. Sure. When does this episode come out, you know? Um... Come on, don't press me. I don't. I don't well, know. so the next flea will be th- this coming weekend. So I okay. Just... So now you just pushed it to the front. Okay. Okay. Cool. I like what you did there. So um, the f- the May flea is the nineteenth and twentieth mm-hmm. of uh, May, obviously, at the <laughs> Rosemont in Brooklyn. Uh, that's uh, sixty three Montrose Avenue, mm-hmm. um, and it runs from two to seven p.m. both days. We've got a ton of really sick vendors. It's going to be a really good time. If you want to just come out and support artists who are. Uh, celebrating themselves, celebrating their community, and celebrating each other. Come experience. It's also a really good excuse to come day drink and enjoy our back patio. And did have you say a good day time. drink? I might be there. All right, <laughs> come check us out. Yeah, of I'll take care of you. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And yeah, so you oh, can, that sounds crazy. You can find <laughs> us uh, at the Rosemont. <laughs> Um, my personal Instagram is R-O-N-S-E-S-E. That's my name, Ron Sese. Feel free to uh, follow me, check me out. Um, I post about a ton of events I do there. Um, I host um, drag parties at the Rosemont. I host dance parties at the Rosemont. I host all sorts of events in and around New York City. And so if you want to be in the loop on you know projects I'm taking on, things I'm doing, follow me there. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's the bulk of it. Okay. Okay, yeah. Make sure y'all check my man out. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. I appreciate it. It's been an amazing show. Uh, to my listeners, you know, as always, thank you guys for listening, keeping the show at number one. You just did a number one podcast. You didn't uh, even know it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very, very humble about it. I try not Come to on, put good it looking out there. Lee. Of Come course, on, good looking Lee. Come on, good looking Lee. You know, I'm, I'm number one, and it's for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Number one on the charts, number one in your hearts, and I really appreciate <laughs> you listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here, man. <laughs>